Greetings. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. What's up, flockers? Hey, thank you guys for having me in here today. <laughs> and uh, that was friend of the show, Justin Parkins. Um, welcome, everyone, to Here to Chew Bubblegum, episode 61. We are live. Rebecca, tell us where we are live at right now. Um, We are live on Twitch uh, at Queen of the Flock 138, and we are also live on the TikTok on Short Shit Show 138. Awesome, awesome. Uh, January 2nd, 2022. How are you guys doing this morning? We are doing fantastic. We are doing fantastic. We are, uh, our state is off to a rough start. We had major flooding in our area yesterday. And I think there was a second, there, or there was a repeat tornado in yeah. Western Kentucky. It was Kentucky. crazy right yesterday. Here. Yeah, it was crazy. So I, I you guys had some stuff? I have to post the video. I watched it fucking form over our property. It oh, was wow. insane. It went straight to work. Uh, the tornado sirens came on when it touched down, and we had to go seek shelter in the concrete bunker area in our work. And then I was like, road call, peace. <laughs> wow, man. I mean, you know, and, and I'm serious. Normally, this doesn't happen in December and January in Kentucky. Usually, it's March and April. Tell me they're tell me they're fucking with the weather without telling me they're fucking with the weather. Come on, you know. Come on. I mean, in your proximity to the base that we've talked about before, you would think that that would be a safe area, so to speak. If 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 that makes sense to you. Now I know they have underground underground bunkers and stuff at that military base, but you would think that you know they still would it would be more safe. More safe. Yes, or safer. More safer. There you go. I mean, if we're going to fuck it up, we might as well go all the okay. way. Well, I was, I was waiting on Dirty Dan to be the uh, grammar Nazi <laughs> because on, nope, uh, gonna be me. on the uh, listener email stuff, I did have backlogged on what I sent you. That was, that was you know, that, that was my uh, flub. Usually, Dirty Dan tries to be the grammar police and correct me on that stuff. I got her today. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, Dirty Dan, and I have a question for all of us. Okay. Now that 2021 is over, and Justin, we'll start with you because you're the guest. What did you learn from 2021? Um, people are really gullible, and the news <laughs> is still really bad. <laughs> it's the same lesson I've been learning for about three years. It's, uh, what about you, Rebecca? I've learned so much. I've learned so much. And I think the biggest thing that I can take out of this is that you you truly never stop learning. You truly never stop learning. There's always an opportunity to 
hone a different skill or learn something new or have a different perspective of something that opens your mind up to something further. And I think that that's the most important thing. Like you, like the one thing that you can count on is change. Change is the only constant. My dad used to say that to me all the time. And when you, when you accept the change, when you accept the fact that things are ever evolving and the ebbs and flows, you just have to go with them. It just makes things a lot easier. Dirty Dan. Um, I think this year more than anything, I really learned that embracing when a, when a door closes and other ones opens uh, really is a, a real thing and it's a good thing. Um, all the change that we've had this year uh, from where we started to, to where we're at now, um, I'm, I feel blessed for. You know, not all of it's been good in the moment, you know, car stolen, lost job, but I come out on the better side, so... That uh, that's very good. On December twenty fifth, uh, which was Christmas, um, I learned that uh, no matter how much faith you have in somebody, um, they can mess up. They're not perfect, and uh, I relearned that lesson. Rebecca, the second question, and Dirty Dan, uh, if I'm wording this wrong, please jump in. How will you make twenty twenty two? How will you? Let's see. How will you make 2022 better, and what is one goal that you want to do? Um, first, I just want to point out that none of these questions were in the format that you sent me. Yes. That's because he took some from a radio show. Okay. This was my question. Yeah, and, and, like, and okay. it was a great, great question, Dirty Dan. That's, that, that's why I included it. And, it's, so and, and is, it's good to throw stuff at you at the spur of the moment. Keeps you on your toes. Oh, my God. Can, like you, job interview. can, you, re, can you repeat the question? Okay. Okay. So, so what is in, my, well, what, <laughs> what would you like to do? in 2022 that's going to make it better for you and what's a goal you have for that for this year oh i think the biggest thing for me personally and what what we're doing here um not only with like the flock aspect of it and the spiritual journey but the biggest piece that i have been waiting what feels like forever for is to finally start this business and to have my animals on my property and get my horses here and really get back into riding and raising animals and rescuing so that's 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 my thing get my animals here there you go um and I, Thank I, you. say hi say hi to tiktok live on here to chew bubblegum hello tiktok live on here to chew bubblegum i'm goose uh, um just and the one thing that i'm proud of is yeah. that what is that, yes oh i'm sorry no 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 oh, a goal yes a goal well that was my goal okay, okay. well what your goal will make it better there you go. Justin, same question. First of all, when you get the horses in, I want to come down. Uh, okay. I've been with horses my whole life. We've never had a time that we've not until the last couple of years have had to work on the road. And I think you would agree with me that working with horses in particular, like I like dogs, I like all yes. animals, but horses are a different experience. There's a different connection there that... I don't know. Like they, I've never not had a smile on my face messing with a horse. But as far as what I need in 2022, 
human connection more than anything. Like, you know, I was so excited to come down here and do this show and get to talk to you guys today. I've done no podcast of my own for almost a month. I'm not seeing my friends outside of podcasting in person hardly at all, you know, which I had been ill. But even before that, I became a little bit of a hermit last year. And uh, that doesn't work good for me. I'm a fairly social person. Uh, and I, I really think that like I, I used to be a real bad anti um kind of like electric communication product i was anti-facebook and this you know i started talk junkie with the express intent of never using facebook to promote or anything like which i eventually ended up doing but you know i've got to the point to where like if 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 it's a negative thing it's because i can't control it so i've got over that hurdle but i also have got to a point where i kind of locked myself off a little bit and didn't make the effort to be out there as much physically as i was in the past and, and that would be my biggest goal for the next year is is actual interaction with people because even like this no we're not in the same room but it's actually a discussion like i can actually talk to you guys it's not a message and it's not a tweet and it's and there's nothing wrong with those you know as much as i used to think there were i can still use those to keep up with people but yeah uh for some reason we we dropped we're still actually recording but we dropped let me (laughs) government cut me yeah you're actually uh can you hear us at all it's good now. I don't hear any. I don't hear anything. So okay. we're good. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties. Yes. And I was getting ready to uh, address a comment. Uh, what was the comment that uh, uh, Heather Heather the Hermit she agreed with Justin? Yes. So uh, sorry about that. Uh, internet has sucked back here in the last couple of weeks. So the internet's been terrible everywhere. Well, everywhere. Honestly, I think the problem back here is where kids have been off school and there's more people on the internet during the day, the kids and so forth. And I still hear a little bit of feedback, but it's not that loud. So I may have to log out and we just lose my video. Okay. But that would stop us from hearing because I can't. I get hear nothing. Silence. Are you are, are well, you hearing are you, us? Yeah, we hear you fine. See, I, I can hear. hear I don't hear anything. I can't, okay. Every time we say something, it echoes because yeah. it comes through my phone and I can't get it to There's There's a that. little bit of feedback. We've had that before, but I do actually have an app that takes out feedback and okay. so Don't forth. you have a noise enhancer? So, yes. Yes, I do. Noise reducer? So, yeah. Yes, I do. Um, Dirty Dan, did you get finished? <laughs> I don't with, know. I was rambling. Okay. But yeah, uh, I'm going to meet some people um, this year and talk to some people. <laughs> um, dirty yeah, Dan. The last thing that I heard was you just saying that it's nice to actually like like interact and it's not a tweet or like a text message. Like it's an actual conversation. And then we lost everything after that and you kept talking. Um, dirty Dan, before we ask you that question, Justin did say that once you get the horses, he wants to come down. I also want to come down and I'm going to really soon. When you get the horses, let me know how many quarters I need to bring to ride the horses. Um, good luck shoving one of those quarters into Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty you are Dan. Taking your life into your own hands. <laughs> Dirty Dan, what is something that you want to do in 2022? What is a goal you have? Um, a goal for me is it, it's, it, you know, uh, everybody will hear it on the radio show tomorrow night too, or tonight and tomorrow night, is that I want to broaden this adventure with y'all i I want to take a mobile i want want to be interactive with fans more you know maybe in a a central group meet location kind of deal like have a 
I don't know, UFO exploring day or something like just, just do something that reaches out and gives a little people, gives a little bit of people, gives um, little people, not just little people, not just little people, (laughs) gives a little bit of, it gives people a little bit of something to just enjoy and be happy about and be together with other common interested people. We need to go to Mammoth Cave. Mammoth Cave is awesome. It's You'll unreal. Love it. You will I, love it. I can. I went to Mammoth Cave as a kid, and you know, you'll do these things as a kid. You'll experience something. You're like, wow, it's the greatest thing ever was. Like there used to be this place down there. Was it Ghost Town in the yes, sky? Yes. It's like a gunfight thing. I was obsessed with cowboys. You know, I actually got to go back and see something similar to that later, and it was fun. But it was, you know, it is. You, you could tell the difference from when I was a kid to when I was an adult. But going in the cave when I was a kid, I thought that first cave, you know, the big cathedral-like cave, I thought was the greatest thing ever. We went about four or five years ago and went back in, and I took my son and my daughter and my wife and. And I felt the same way as an adult walking in there and seeing that place that I did as a kid. It's just breathtaking. Like, it's phenomenal. Um, well, and I know we're, we're going to do a, um, what, what's the big flock gathering thing? Cookout, whatever. Flock out. A flock out. Flock out uh, 2022. Involve the here to chew bubblegum people because, you know, we don't, yeah. we don't know how close some people might be and we can all come together now see i let's, imagine that let's get sides on the barn first i we'll imagine that, that like woodstock i always wanted to go back in time to if i could go back in time I, I would want to go to woodstock to like you know just the party atmosphere i expect flock out 2022 to be woodstock right. <laughs> We need we need sides on the barn first okay. and my pasture set up and okay. then we need to get the animals here. There's you know a process, but yes, but yes. I love animals; they're delicious. Me too. <laughs> but Justin, to touch on your your horse topic, I talk about this um, quite frequently actually, and I found that throughout this journey and you know when I'm when I'm speaking about things and and learning new things, it always brings me back to horses. Like it either the way that I learn about horses or like interacting with them or teaching, like it, it falls right in line with that spiritual journey, with that information, with that understanding, with that groundedness. Like it's so directly connected for me anyway, with horses. Like I always am able to bring it back there. I, I can have, and, and like I look at my, my dad, my dad's one of those guys that can take an animal that nobody's ever had any contact with. And they can get a communication and, you know, and maybe more of a dangerous path for him than I take. I'm more of a groundwork guy. He's more of a just kind of learn at the same time together guy. But I look at the way he he encounters a horse versus the way I do. It's two completely different ways. But I think we both get the same reward out of it. Like, it's a lot slower process with me. Take a miniature pony. Like, there's... There's no, I'm not going to ride this thing. I'm not going to, you know, do anything physical with it. But the the encounter with it when they're first born, imprinting them on you, you know, petting them, getting, just having that relationship with that animal for whatever reason. And I can't explain it. And I don't know if it's just a love I was born with when I was younger with them. But I love my dog. And me and my dog are close. Love my cats. Me and my cats are close. But... You know, there's been one or two horses I've had over time that they felt like friends. And 
I, that horse can't talk to me, I can't talk to it, but the communication that we have just on more of a physical level, the way it moves in response to my movements or I move in response to it, like it is a special thing. It's something that I always wondered, like, because I assume that I am a little bit crazy. Like, is that just something that I make up in my head or do other people really feel that same impact? No, 100% because they respond to your emotions. They respond to your energy, right? Like if you're with horses and you're like, oh my God, we're going to freak. They're like, okay, what are we freaking out about? Right? Like you have to, you have to stay very calm with horses and like they pick up on your emotions. And like, if, if my horse, if my animals are like up my ass or, you know, driving me crazy or something like, okay, like, what are you trying to tell me? Like, am I, am I like too much right now like am I freaking out and they're they're meant to calm you they're meant to help you I mean cats purr is is a healing frequency and they purr for humans they meow for humans like they they, well yeah they do she does yell at you um (laughs) but they don't they don't communicate like that with each other like that's strictly for us and with horses I mean like just look at their look at their feet I mean horses in particular like they're 100% grounded all of the fucking time and animals, like especially livestock, like they can feel Gaia so much more than we can because we've been unprogrammed from doing that and, and, and rerouted and, you know, uh, rubber bound shoes to keep us from not being grounded all the time with the earth. I'm rambling now. No, no, you're, 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 you're totally fine. I've told you about red all the time. Mm -hmm. So somehow on the dairy farm, we had, some Guernseys and we had a lot of Herefords and we got this new Hereford bull and out came a black Angus cow named that we named red because her coat was red. That cow, I wish I would have just bought her and taken her with me was amazing. Anytime we'd feel stressed or we were tired or upset. Here's come, here come red. She'd boop you like a dog to get you to pet her. And she would just sit there and she'd nuzzle you. And it just, Animals really are special, as I'm getting yelled at. By yeah, that yeah, they are. You know, um, I had a uh, dog named Ripley. She was a Pomeranian, the smartest dog I have ever met and, and fooled with and saw my whole entire life. I mean, you could tell her to get a toy. She would get a toy. She loved cheese. You could hold cheese in front of her, and she would not get it until you said, okay, now you can have it, and she would come and take it, you know, out of your hand. Very, very intelligent dog. Love that dog. Um, as for me, 2022, my, my goal is what it was in 2021. I want to be, you know, the best person I can be every day. I want to help people um, that I'm able to help, and I want to help people think for themselves more, and uh, that's pretty much it. And if you guys are ready, we'll move on and start out with some email. We have some really good email this week. And, Rebecca, the last one that I sent you guys is from our regular. If you want to um, not read that, we can let Justin read it since he's in the studio. Justin may like to do that. I did I did send Justin the poem that was written for him. Uh, I've not seen it yet. Um, and, and, and through the messenger, but. So I don't know if he'd have to lose his camera. Yeah, I'd have to. Well, we can, I I can, uh, if um, uh, Rebecca wants to start out with email, I could, you remember what episode that was? I can look back really, really quick. Oh, was it the one that you guys recorded the other day? 
Uh, yeah, it was Bowling Cox point. Do y'all not realize I listen every single okay. Sunday when it's Yeah, I've done heard that. Okay. I don't miss episodes. I don't know what world you all live in. The minute so, it's up, I listen. So, so You can't do anything while I'm alive. What was your question about that, Dirty Dan? It, what do you want, the poem? It was uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, I heard that. Oh, most definitely I heard that, yeah. Because Goose gave me hell for not singing it, but I was like, it's... It was designed for for Mr. Perkins to read. Well, you still should have sung it or I agree, talked Goose, like a woman. Broke the rules. Yeah, I yes, not, I'm not a singer either, Dan. So I can I can I can side with you on that. I, I don't I don't do a whole lot of singing. I told him if he would have if he would have provided some sort of background track, I would have given it my bullshit. You did not say that. <laughs> I did. No, you did not. Go back and listen in the episode. Though. I could have gave you a background track. Go back and listen in the episode. Okay. Um, Rebecca, you can start off with this week's email whenever you're ready. Mothership, is that what I'm reading? Yep, that's it. All right. Happy New Year to all of our star family. I will start my new year with this beautiful message to you. I truly appreciate having this show, the hosts, listeners, and everyone on Mother Earth. You have opened many doors for me to get to be with my people that are like-minded and who shares the same passion for disclosure and the truth to be told. The truth will always set you free. And to say that has a lot of meaning behind it. So this year I will push my limits and make a breakthrough for recognition of here to chew bubble gum. It's so rightly deserves. My goal is to make more people aware and have the listening audience grow. I am going to do more research on time travel. So if you want to embark on this journey with me, let let us get this started by supporting Goose, Rebecca, and Dirty Dan as they start spreading the word. Roswell, my star family, I hope the new year brings many blessings. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mothership. That was a great email to start off with. Um, I can I can only imagine like the a scene from Blues Brothers. Hang on. <laughs> Hold on one second. Yeah, they uh, do that in Blues Brothers a lot. Tell you to hang on one second. <laughs> I have to give him mail, man. I have to give him a hard time. So, but that email when I saw that earlier in the week, I mean, I I got you know that that made me feel good to read that because I actually read it like twice. You know, I read it and then I reread it and I thought that's that's really sweet. That it, that is really nice. Yeah, I'm recruiting the wrong type of listeners because that's not the type of emails I get. <laughs> I like the book. I still have yet to get any hate mail from when we did the, the episode on your show, Justin. Well, I can send you plenty from me. <laughs> Nobody complained about you, but I can send you plenty from me. You know, I mean, and, and, and honestly, I mean, there's has been a handful of, and it's not necessarily been hate, well, one or two has been hate mail, but I mean, there, it's not that much. Well, one was retracted. One, so, one apologize. Yes, yes, and yes. Redacted. 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 I, don't, yes, she did. I don't get a ton of mail to begin with. And a lot of mine, I think, even the stuff that's more nitpicky is more designed to be funny because I do ask for it a lot. So, like, I don't, I don't have an issue with it. But there are some that, it, the, you know, I get a pretty hard hit, and then I'll, they're never going to listen again, and then I'll address it, and they listen again. And so, you know, I had oh, in, only. Only if you read it in the in the beginning of the show, not at the end. That, that's what I was about to mention. You know, I had even spoken to I spoke to different podcasters, Goose, you know, Eli, a lot of different guys about where to put those. And to me, 
kind of for what I do, I think it's more like you guys. I think it fits better at the beginning, but I have thought about trying it at the end, but it's just pure spite for that that one person one that person. I've not put it at the end yet. Uh, the next one I'll take over and read. Dixon09 says, hello, everyone. I saw earlier this week that Harry Reid passed away on December 28th. If anyone isn't familiar with the late Mr. Reed, he was a driving force behind UFO research. Mr. Reed knew about all the information the United States has uh, in regards to UFOs. I'm not saying the following happened, but it is a possibility. Keep in mind that Mr. Reed was 82 years old at the time of his passing, but I have read that the intelligence agencies have ways of giving illnesses to people. Uh, they have a virus that can deliver and causes cancer. If they want to take someone out and make it look natural, they can do it. I don't think these intelligence agencies were happy with Mr. Reed and his USO, UFO activity. Happy holidays and best in the new year, Roswell guys. Thank you very much, Dixon09. I saw that uh, actually on Friday that he'd passed away. And for those of you that don't know, Harry Reed was a senator um from i think uh new mexico. yeah new uh, mexico and he was a staple a driving force behind ufos and ufo disclosure he wanted the truth out there and he actually did spill a few things i am curious to see what may or may not get leaked out as someone goes through his stuff i think they you know they, they mentioned about them not wanting him to do what he's doing. I, I think probably early on, 70s and 80s, he, he probably was kind of a thorn or a headache. But with the way things and information are changing right now, he really served a pretty good purpose, even to the government there towards the end. And, you know, he was kind of, uh, you know, a touchstone between two different, between the government and, and people trying to expose certain things. And I, right. I think that the, the Lou Elizondo guy is going yeah. to be the guy that kind of takes Harry Reid's place going forward yeah. and and really gets a lot of information yeah. out. They they actually kind of work together and mm -hmm. so forth, you know, on, on getting stuff out. Um, I, I do hate to hear of the passing of <clears throat> Mr. Reid. And also Betty White. We'll have, we have an email about that, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. So, Dirty Dan, the email is in your court. Read away, my friend. All right, so we have Grouchy Old Man writing back in that says, Hello, Dirty Dan. In regards to last week's show, what kind of questions do you have for me? I prefer not to come on, but would gladly answer any questions that you want. Ask away. So... um. Grouchy, I, I think I would like to get your email from Goose and maybe do like a little email interview with you then. Um, since you don't want to come on, but you'll gladly answer the questions, we can kind of come up with a, the list of questions we do for our, our guests and we can read them online then. That's a good idea. Podcast. Now, um, let me ask you a question. When you ask these questions, would you want to – do you want to be like uh, – so grouchy old man, what's your take on uh, on UFOs? Now, when you, I read his responses, do you want me to be like, well, back when I was little, uh, I looked up in the sky. Do you want me to be like a grouchy old man? No. Okay. Are you sure? Um, unless you can imitate Herbert's voice perfectly. <laughs> well, when I was little. <laughs> you want to pop your gold? <laughs> I got some in the cellar, and for some reason, 
They thought I was gay. <laughs> Call me. Grace. <laughs> oh, our dog just huffed at you, Goose. Oh, okay. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I have some 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 questions about some spirits and and omens and and the kind of um, I don't want to say rituals right. that would entail with that, but I guess the kind of rituals that would entail with that. So. Okay. We'll get them on paper. We'll we'll send them back and forth between each other, and we'll get that to them. Sounds good. Uh, Rebecca, take what? it away. Did that surprise you? McFly. Hey. hey, everyone. I know this has been asked, but I wanted to ask it again and tell you <clears throat> and, and tell you what I would do in this situation. If you had the capability to travel through time, where would you go? What would you change to make humanity better? I want to hear his answer. Who's Justin's? Justin, Dingy <laughs> Dave. Like, <laughs> that's that's a really that's a really hard question because uh, I, I I guess I don't, why you got to put me on the spot, Dave? Um, <clears throat> I can go. If you yeah, want. you go. Let me think. I have my answer. Um, so. If I had the capability to travel through time, where would I go? I would go immediately back to the 1800s. I don't know why, but I resonate very strongly with like the 1800s. And then I would just continue going everywhere else. You'd look super cute in one of those old dresses. But um, what would I change to make humanity better? I don't, I wouldn't change anything. I feel that everything is needed. The duality is needed. We need the balance. You can't have light without darkness and you have to go through the darkness in order to appreciate and understand the light. So I wouldn't change anything. I would just use it as a learning opportunity to experience. That's oh. a very good answer. Very good answer. <laughs> um, you know, I was thinking uh, before you started on uh, September 11th, 2001, that's is where I was thinking I would go back and try to change that. But based on your answer, I think I would go back even farther to 1900 and any historical thing that I could prevent. I would write a manifest and I would get it published and I would try to change them, change them all. But here, Goose, listen, though, the story of the Chinese farmer, right? Alan Watts. Yeah. You don't know the consequences of bad luck just as you don't know the consequences of good luck. So those things had to happen. They actually, they did a Family Guy episode, Back to the Pilot. They like, they time travel all through. And he's, and Stewie's like freaking out. He's like, God damn it, Brian, you really, you really stopped 9-11 from happening. And now there's like a fucking like, the, the government has like a collapse and there's like zombies and like Terminator robots that everybody's got to kill every morning. Just go get milk. You know what I mean? Like it like caused this huge catastrophe ripple effect to happen because like nine 11 didn't happen. I still think a zombie apocalypse would be fun. I'm sorry. As long as you line your house with treadmills. You'll be yes, fine. exactly. See, that was a great idea that I had. So, uh, dirty Dan, what about you? I have two answers. Okay. I have a selfish one, and then I have a humanity one. Um, my selfish one is I want to travel back in time just far enough to see the beginning of Henry Ford's masterpiece come to light. Because, um, you know, the, the automotive industry is a huge deal to me. It's a huge piece of me. I, I really just wish that I, I, I could meet him and, and watch the way his brain works and watch that whole f 
thing form um, with the assembly line. Um, just it fascinates the hell out of me. Now, the humanity one is I would make sure that I could take all of the bad stuff we have now and we have to deal with and going on. And I go back to when Bill Gates was born and I would torture him with one piece at a time as he grows up. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Justin? I, I think I'm a lot closer with Rebecca. I don't, and that's why it's so hard to answer. I don't really think that time travel could improve anything. Like as far as it's a, it's a process, like it's life itself is an endeavor of good, bad, positive, minus ones and zeros. Like I don't, I don't think I could go back and do anything that could guarantee a perfected altered state also don't think i'd want to live in a perfect state but having said that to be selfish i would to me it feels like there had to be one point in, in in the evolutionary process where we went from being able to deductively reason to survive to being able to learn and feel and think and i would like to see that moment that first time something thought and emoted and expressed and felt as opposed to just reacted and survived. That's a good answer. No, it wasn't a horrible answer, but it was the truth. So, I think it's a good answer. I think it was a really good answer. Uh, McFly said, for me, I would really love to know the knowledge of the crop circles <laughs> and break the codes of the symbols that they represent to communicate with the ones who made them. That's a good answer, too. That's a really good answer. So, yes, you like how I did that? I broke it up. I love that. Talent. You have talent. Uh, let's see. I got talent. Reed says, hello, here to Chew Bubblegum. Uh, Goose, you said that you would have an interview with someone who had inside information on the Paintsville train versus UFO. I can't remember what show you mentioned that on, but when will that be on the show? Roswell. Yes, I did, and I have still been in contact with them. I actually talked to them on Friday, and... Uh, the uh, questions have been submitted. Uh, it's just a matter of laying down the interview. And again, this person that we'll call Pete uh, does have inside information. His credentials and background have been checked. He does not want his real voice on the interview. So I will, in turn, put an effect on his voice that does disguise it. Dirty Dan, you have your hand up. Go ahead. We're going to refer to him as Pistol Pete because let's just call it he is the smoking gun for this one. That, that, I like that. I think it should be Penhead Larry if you're going to be Dirty Dan. <laughs> I think Penhead Larry is a good name for Dirty Dan. No, like if he's Dirty Dan, and instead of Pistol Pete, right, Penhead Larry. Right, right. <clears throat> I get it, but. Well, you, you are just, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty Dan, you have the next email. So we have newbie right in. Says, I'm sure that you probably know what I'm about to share, but my name is RJ, and you can refer to me as Newbie. I started listening to your show a few weeks ago. Your show brought me uh, into researching Bob Lazar. According to Lazar, the so-called UFOs were not built by humans. The cabins inside of the craft were extremely small, and only a child could fit into them. Lazar claims that flying saucers were built and piloted by extraterrestrial beings. Mysteriously, it seems as if the UFOs were made out of a single piece, and they did not have a welding point and were made from an unknown material on Earth, in addition to Element 115. What's your thoughts on Bob Lazar and his claims? I think Bob Lazar 100% told the truth. Yep. Justin? I, 
I, you know, to and to me, I think say, prefacing it with this makes it maybe more respectful to Bob Lazar. I don't believe most of what Bob Lazar believes, but I believe 100% that Bob Lazar believes that and that he saw that. That is, that only leaves two options. Either I'm wrong and he saw exactly what he saw, thought he saw or he saw exactly what they wanted him to see. But I, I have always kind of felt like Bob Lazar was telling the truth. Like he, he doesn't give me an air like, this feeling of, of deception or he didn't really try to profit. He didn't go overboard. Really, it destroyed his life. Yes, it did. And, and I, I don't know. I've never there, – there's very few people that I've put a lot of stock in what they've said as far as that went just because he only really has personal experience. It's not – you know, we're not dealing with a case where he has pictures or, or anything like that. He really just has personal experience, and that's one of those few situations with personal experience that I really believe he is being honest as far as what he believes. And I totally agree. And, and one of the things about Bob that I still find fascinating is he named Element 115 about 20 years before it was officially yeah. added to the element table. And that I, just I feel blows like, my mind. I feel like that experience for him is trauma bond. Yep. Yes. I don't, I don't, I, I 110% firmly believe that's what it is. And his words are accurate to the T there. They are. Um, this next email, like I said, it's it, it's from our, our regular and good friend of the show, Bolin Cox. Uh, I originally had it for Rebecca to read. Do you want to let Justin read that? Okay. Now, Dirty Dan, uh, do you have your two emails from last week? My two. Yes, you you had two from last week. You wanted to read, and I skipped. We over were you saving by them for Antarctica. Yeah, we're, we're okay. For okay. Well, let me <clears throat> let me pass this off to Justin. Justin, I marked here where to start at. So, uh, again, this is from Mr. Bowling Cox, and this is Justin's first time reading an email from Mr. Bowling Cox. Oh, may the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> Hello, here's a chew bubble gum. Goose, you said that you would have an interview with someone who had inside information on the. That's not no, where wrong, to start at. Email. All right, see where I marked it with a pen? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, there you right. go. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I used to I used to podcast once back a long time. I ago. thought you were doing that on <laughs> on, sure on that? purpose to be sure funny. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Hello, gang. Hope everyone had a great New Year's and got home safe. Unfortunately, I had to go down to the police station and bail out little Bobby Ray Stevens' day. He went out Friday night to celebrate with some of his friends, and they ran into some rival bowlers from their local bowling league. Usually, little Bobby Ray Stevens Dave can be the bigger man, but him and his buddies had already broken to the jar of pine-pickled cider, and their judgment wasn't at full capacity. When one of the rivals made a comment to little Bobby Ray <clears throat> uh, Stevens Dave about his taint, or lack thereof, well, it didn't go over so well. Both little Bobby Ray Stevens Dave and the rival bowler are okay, but little Bobby Ray Stevens Dave has to appear in court in three weeks on two counts of indecent exposure and one count of sodomy with a foreign object. Uh, I still don't see how a how a bowling ball could ever fit up a grown man's 
anyway, the main thing, everybody is fine. The entire clan is gearing up for another great year of Here to Chew Bubblegum. You guys have already gave all of us lifelong memories, and we can't wait to see what's in store. You guys always have the trail's ear. Roswell, Bowling Cox. P.S. The clan and I would like to acknowledge the passing of a true legendary icon. 2021 took a huge crap on all of our faces on its departure. Betty White, from her service in World War II to her service in our forest with Smokey the Bear, let us never forget all that she done to better further push our society forward. Miss White was an example of what we should all strive to be in life and an example that we should all continue to follow in to follow in during our days left here on earth. That's why me and Sally Jane Sue are asking everyone over the Pandora waves and YouTubes and Tiki Talks and however you listen to this outstanding broadcast to go and donate and become a guardian at ASPCA.org. As an ASPCA guardian, you will help innocent and neglected animals who feel like they've been forgotten. ASPCA is a national leader in animal rescue and protection, working tirelessly year-round to put an end to animal cruelty. Rest in peace, Betty White. Sorry, forgot to include the following. Everyone would better understand the ASPCA is American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. And that's from Mr. Bolin Cox. Bolin, thank you, as always, for that email. And uh, that was a great email. And he did mention Betty White. And I was really affected when I found out Friday that she'd passed away. I mean, that was like a final middle finger from the year 2021. She is chomping. Oh, at my God. To say there's something. so much with Betty White. Go ahead. But uh, Have you looked into it? No, no, I, I have not. Oh, all right. Well, I won't. I won't crush your reality today. It's fine. We can talk later. No, okay. No, no, no. Okay. Please, please, please feel I free. I mean, there's like there's you know there's duality to everything, right? Mm-hmm. And you know about all of the dark side of of all of the things, right? You know right. the the rabbit holes that you go down, right? There's just a lot around like 17 days before she died, like 17. Q there's just there's so much it goes into like the numbers and what how do you say it? is it Jaman is it Jamantria Jamanji no not Jamanji no no Justin do you know what I'm talking about no is it where's Des it's Justin Justin I feel the same way with the whole Q thing so probably not the best to bring that up was it was 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 Betty White supposed to be evil was that is is that the just of it? Now here's how I feel about it. not necessarily evil, but definitely mm-hmm. involved, like the like Illuminati um, and getting involved with Okay. A listener just commented that Jamangre? No, it's um it's Jaman it's Aunt Jamama. Jamama. It's with numbers. <laughs> Jamantria. Thank you, Adonica. Right here. This, Geometry. Right Jamantria. Um one thing I, I will say, and I don't mean to interrupt you there. People were That's saying fine, I'm done. people were saying that she was ninety nine. You know, you have to think this lady lived, and I think I'd read online that saw she saw everything. She she lived through twenty four leap years. So if you live through that many leap years, you're officially over a hundred years oh, old. Oh yeah. You know, That's I mean true. I never thought of that. So, you know. But that was the final finger from twenty twenty one. So 
I know. I yeah, like there's just there's so many there's just so many rabbit holes with it and I haven't gone down all of them so yet. So we have but. a listener asking what that means. Um it breaks down it goes into like numerology and it breaks down like you assign you have to assign, I don't understand it fully and I want to get into it but you like assign a number to it and it equals like 1188 or something like that. It it goes into it. I I I have to do more research on it. But yeah. Why are you laughing at me? No, I'm not laughing at you. I just got a message on my phone. It has nothing to do yeah, with you. Yeah. Uh, and it, that's it, why I should never have my phone out. And uh, <laughs> it, it kind of sounded like a big fart back here. No. So, yes, it. yes, it did sound like a fart. It was like <laughs> and I looked at him and he pointed to his phone. <laughs> so I think I just got a message from the trail. <laughs> Oh, we got it from, from Bowen. Oh. <clears throat> it's what it sounded like, but <laughs> Goose says it's a fart. I don't know. So it, it's like, <laughs> so they, uh, do, do you want to share it with us? No. Study of numbers. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Bertie. If you know, you know, right? Yeah. <clears throat> if you know, you know. Um, I want to thank everyone for sending an email. You can always call, text, or leave a voicemail by calling 606-373-3396. That's 606-373-3396. Or how can they email Dirty Dan? Well, you can email us by emailing goose at here to dirty dan at here to rebecca at here to You can email into the what? <laughs> you can email into the show, netter elliot at here to at yahoo.com. Now, uh, do you guys want to keep going in segment one, or do you want to take a break? Um, I, I'm good. You're good? I'm good. I'm golden. What about you? The ball's in I your lost, court, Rebecca. Hold on a second. I'm struggling. I can't find my email. There it is. Dirty Dan gets in here and starts touching things, I and I don't know. Stop doing that, Dirty happened. Dan. I've told you time and time again to keep your hands to yourself. My hands have been visible. Okay? And your hands out of your pants. That's disgusting. Bring them hands over here, Dan. I'll make them disappear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. oh. Hey, you know, if Denji Day's my third cousin, then at least we're keeping it in the family, right? Yeah, I mean, that don't even count in eastern Kentucky where I'm at. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to do you want to take a break? Do you want to take what time is it? It's 10:30. Yeah, 10:40 actually. 10:40. Do we want to take a break or do you want to keep going? It, it's entirely up to you. If it ain't yours, don't touch it, right? Yep, that's exactly right. That's good I, advice you for you continue, dirty man. I can go. I can just take a break. Do you want to do you want to take over? If you want to go and have a smoke, go ahead. We've, we, we've actually been recording for like uh, probably 47 minutes or so. So, I mean, if you want to take a break, because the year-end review things that I have, just the year-end review back breakdown just on uh, stuff that we normally talk about is like one, two, uh, three pages. So, Okay. Do you want to take a break for a little bit? Yeah, we can take a break. Okay, we'll take a break and be back in like, what, five, ten minutes? Yeah. Sounds good to me. You're All listening right. to I'm going to uh put this up. Okay. And then I'll just I'll just remove us from the uh the thing here. So. Sounds great to me. You're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum and my grandson Bryson was in the studio uh under the shopping mall um a few months ago and he is taking us out to break. Hey. Um and uh he does not say you're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. He does say you're you're listening to but it's not here to chew bubble gum. So check this out. We'll be back in just a moment. Say, say, 
Say hello, my name is Bryson. Hello, my name is Bryson. And I'm here to chew bubble gum. Hello, I'm here to eat pancakes with my fox. <laughs> a lighter look into the darker side of the world. Join Elliot, Charity, and Beagle as they jump into the dark abyss of hauntings, fables, UFOs, and beyond. The Spooky Family Podcast you can find them where you listen to quality podcasts. <laughs> hey everybody, it's John the Bod, aka the Bod Father. I have a new podcast entitled Beyond the Paranormal, which is on every Tuesday night on Beyond the Paranormal YouTube page. And we'll be streaming shortly on our Facebook page as well. If you want some information on the paranormal and cryptids such as UFOs, Bigfoot, Dogman, come and check out Beyond the Paranormal every Tuesday on Beyond the Paranormal podcast YouTube site and also soon on our Facebook page. Keep checking back, folks. We're going to have a lot of great guests, a lot of great information. Have a good one. Listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. If Abraham Lincoln were alive, he'd listen, but he's dead. And welcome back to Here to Chew Bubblegum. I want to start off with a comment that uh, somebody left, Mug Brandon, whoever that guy is. Uh, looks like Goose didn't put in his pecker plug. Uh, speaking of pecker plug, we do actually have a commercial from uh, Pecker Plug. They are a uh, new sponsor of the show. We'll, we'll be having that commercial in the next couple of weeks right here on the show. Well, I'm, so. I'm pretty familiar with the company. I actually worked, uh, was part of a show at one point in time that they sponsored for. Uh-huh. Great sponsor, great people, definitely a family-owned, family-minded, family-oriented company, uh, great patriots. I, what, I, you, I really like you, you can definitely tell with a name like Pecker Plug. Uh, with a name like Pecker Plug, it has to be good. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, do you know what their slogan is? Like a uh, pecker plug must be dug or something like that? No, I don't remember. I seriously, okay. I have dealt with them in the past as okay. a sponsor. I, I thought it serious. was, they're the better pecker checker. That, oh, that, may that, be it. that is a good one. That is a good, and and that is 100% real and uh, legit. Uh, I've been talking to those guys via email, so we will have that up. Um, we're going to start out. Rebecca, you look lost. <laughs> She's not not lost. She's just not amused. Okay. Um, before we start the 2020 interview, I want to really quick, because a lot of people's New Year's resolutions, uh, which uh, at 2 o'clock yesterday, I'd already failed mine, so 2023 is going to be my year. But uh, a website that I found I want to share with everybody. Um, if you want to go on a diet and you 
don't want to spend the time like researching and doing your own thing, there's a website that's 100% free you can go to. And I love how I'm doing this and Dirty Dan's eating in front of me. That's classic. Dirty Dan, love it. There's a website called eatthismuch.com. Again, that's eatthismuch.com. And this creates personalized meals based on your food preference, budget, and schedule. You can reach your diet and uh, nutritional goals with this calorie counter. Uh, You can plan weekly meals. It has grocery lists and more, and it only takes seconds to do. And uh, I spent about 30 minutes on this website actually yesterday checking this out. And some of the diet settings they have, whereas if you want to eat anything, that's one heading. Or if you want the, um, what is it, the Palo diet, they have that vegetarian vegan keto and mediterranean and again it's all free and if anybody uh, has a new year's resolution that wants to lose weight or get in shape be sure to check out eatthismuch.com i've actually been looking into the um like an ancestral diet um i didn't see that as one of their functions but you could say that you're mediterranean and click on the mediterranean it's raw meat and whole potatoes Mm, not necessarily (laughs) but i mean this website really really is i mean and it's free it's 100 free it is really good uh moving along to the year in review and i'm gonna name some of the things that uh, i found were kind of fascinating as our 2021 year in review and you guys can comment on these uh let's see on january 1st the uh U.S. Senate voted 81 to 31 for the National Defense Authorization Act of 2021, overriding a veto by then-President Donald Trump uh, for the only time in his president that they vetoed anything. Also on January 1st, all books and films published in 1925 entered the public domain category. So that means if you're into podcasting, music, filmmaking, if you find something 1925 or beyond and you want to use it, Feel free. It's copyright free. Uh, January 7th, Facebook deleted Donald Trump. January 8th, after 36 years, uh, Alex Trebek's final episode of Jeopardy aired. Uh, Ken Jennings became the temporary host on January 11th um, as the search for a new permanent host continues. Does the new Is there a new host of Jeopardy? I have no idea. Um, the, the lady from, uh, the one lady from Big Bang Theory was on there for a while and man, was that a complete and utter shit show? Well, I have, I'm going to be honest. I've not watched Jeopardy in several, several, several years. It always made me, now I used to love rock and roll Jeopardy. I was an expert at that, but regular Jeopardy sometimes made me feel stupid. I'm just being honest. honest. (laughs) I'm just being honest. Uh, Let's see. January 22nd of 2021, recreational cannabis sales began in Arizona. Anybody have a comment on that, Rebecca? I just can't believe that it's not legal in fucking Kentucky yet. Uh, February 18th, NASA successfully landed the Perseverance rover on Mars seven months after launching it. Uh, March the 10th, cannabis in South Dakota. Uh, Attorneys defending Amendment A, which would legalize cannabis in South Dakota on July 1st before being struck down by a lower court, submit their arguments to the South Dakota Supreme Court. 
uh, on April 5th, the South, uh, let's see, on April 12th, I'm sorry, on April 12th, Microsoft announced the $20 billion acquisition of the AI firm Nuisance Communications, the second largest deal in history after LinkedIn in 2016. What do you guys think about AI technology moving forward in the future? iRobot. Do you think that some of it will benefit us, though? It'll definitely, there'll be benefits come from, like, I don't, I'm a paranoid person sometimes, like, does it scare me sometimes? Yeah, it does, and, and I, you know, I, I do like Musk, and I, I'm interested in stuff he says and does, and, you know, he'll sit and warn you and warn you and warn you, and then he'll turn around and make Neuralink and make the biggest leap forward in it, and I'm like, you know, I, I don't, I think uh, it's, it's, it's inevitable, I believe, and I just like to be optimistic and hope that we come out with the best possible outcome from it. That's very Musk good. Does foreshadow every one of his moves. Yeah. Now, before I make this next comment about, uh, and th- and this is in regards to AI and more computerized stuff. Before I make this comment, I want to say shop local when you can, and I want to get all your guys' opinion on what I'm about to say. First, like I said, shop local when you can. The big box store Walmart comes to mind. They virtually have pretty much self-checkouts now, and mm-hmm. pretty much, I mean, they have very few cashiers. Now, that has done away with jobs, but at the same time, the people that work there get paid more, and their higher pay is starting out more. Do you think that is a blessing or a curse? I think it's inflation because someone has their head up their ass too much, um, and big corps are benefiting from that and making it seem like you know while they're getting a huge balloon capital oh we can start these people out or giving them all pay raises when all in all reality because of the cost of living going up everywhere it don't fucking matter and they're getting rid of jobs they're getting rid of fewer people but they're treating the ones they retain better by giving them more money so they just struggle a little bit less but they still struggle i think I that's, don't agree with it i think that's pretty I, close i mean like yeah if if a small portion of the demographic is making more money, that's great. But if the entire economy itself is experiencing inflation, then that small impact doesn't really. I I don't I don't have a problem with the automation there. You know I can understand where that goes, and that could lead to people maybe being able to pursue different jobs. I understand that. But the biggest issue I have with something like Walmart is lack of alternative uh you don't even have the option in most instances to pay more and buy local with a lot of those products because manufacturing itself has been isolated to one region and manufacturing and distribution has been isolated to one chain so really you know they can be the greatest samaritans ever but they're gonna they're gonna hurt their local economies just based on the dominance they have in the marketplace and unless you're going to get in a kayak and paddle out off the shore a couple miles to the container ships, you're going to have to pay the inflated shelf prices, which, by the way, everybody, expect a 14 to 18% or higher increase on everything coming out the next month. Um, and I totally agree with you. I want to make a comment really quick before I uh, uh, address one of the comments. Um, in our area that, that we have uh, here to chew bubblegum studios, uh, there is t- uh, since – 2020, since all the COVID-19 stuff started, there's been two chain restaurants shut down. One of them has been a Kentucky Fried Chicken that had a buffet, and the other one recently is Long John Silver's. Now, 
both of these shut down due to not having workers. They and the last time Long John Silver's uh, earlier this week they were moving stuff out of this Long John Silver's and it's been there forever. And they were uh, at the same time they had big poster boards. They've been shut down for about a month, and they have poster boards saying starting pay was fourteen bucks an hour. You just can't find people that want to work in our area. Um, it's not. It's not your area. It's all over. Buddy. Right. Right. It's all over. Right. Because the incentives people are getting to be lazy pieces of POSs at home and just collecting on shit instead of actually going out and get a, a, a job of any sort, it, it's not worth it to them. And I can I can see why with with some of the the benefits people can get and the pay people can get right now. I can I can see why they'd rather choose to do that than make an honest living. Rebecca, do you have a comment? Um, I have I have a couple things that I because I'm on the I'm on the Tiki Talks and we got the Twitch over here. Um, but I had a, a flocker say that uh, the pay the pay goes up and the living goes up, so it doesn't it doesn't make any difference. Um, and then you know why do all of these stores have like all these checkout lines? Business problem. was booming. You know, like it's, yeah. And then, uh, you know, to go over here, like you can't, you can't afford anything anymore because there it's not inflating. Inflation is bullshit. Money is bullshit. It doesn't matter, but it's not, it's not doing it at the same time that it should be like, it's, it's not narrowing the margin. It's playing catch up and making it seem like it's better because one already got elevated. So the other one gets elevated, but it's not narrowing the margin at all. Right. What he said. Um, I, 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 I liked it. The money is bullshit, Dylan. Because, like, look, ideally, if we got to a point to where, okay, you don't have to chase that $12 an hour fast food job. There's a different way to sustain yourself. You know, you may have to make a change in material pursuit, but I'm that way, like... Really, there's no value to anything that we put value on. There's no real value to anything we consider money. But we got ourselves in a rut. And, you know, great advancements in science don't come from people pushing to just survive. Great advancements in science would come a lot easier for people living a comfortable lifestyle. And I am torn on that. It's like, yeah, I want to make a certain amount of money and I want to be able to provide a certain amount of things for my family. Honestly, in most cases, it's because it's more important to my family than it is to me. But to me, it's bullcrap. I mean, the the money has no real value to me. The, The material has no real value to me. I just don't have the ability to access it without playing the game. Right. And I think that that breaks down into, you know, what we're, what we're all talking about and trying to do and, and building these communities and breaking out of that matrix and kind of like crushing the societal norms, right, is, is no longer having those attachments to those material objects. Like, like the holidays were completely different for us this year. Like we're doing things differently. We actually, we take time and consider what we want to put money into. We put value on different things that isn't this, you know, mass produced bullshit from China. You know what I'm saying? Like we put more value on, on time and more value on actually doing things versus spending money on material items. And I think that that's important in, in changing how this is going. Like that's, that's going to be the future is we're not going to want all that shit. Like we're not going to participate in the corporate fuckery anymore. 
uh, beautifully calm said, uh, ask a question, what happened on April 12th, 2021? So again, on that day, Microsoft announced that the, uh, announced the $20 billion acquisition of the AI firm uh, Nuance Communications, the second largest deal in history after uh, LinkedIn in 2016. Um, let's see. On May the 5th, and I found this interesting. I had not heard of this. South Carolina voted to add the firing squad. Uh, to execution message methods. Uh, South Carolina became the fourth state to use the firing squad after Mississippi, Oklahoma, and Utah. I say if uh, there's a pedophile, fire away. Uh, look, so, I, I, oh, go ahead, Dan. Oh, I was going to say, I'm all for bringing this and hanging back because guess what? Both of those have a much better success rate than all these botched chemical lethal injections that everybody keeps getting sued over and wasting more money on. Um, ammo is expensive now, but it's still cheaper than all the chemical cocktails they give. And I mean, if they need rope, I got rope out back. I think we should bring back drawn quartered, but that's just, I like horses. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, and you had a very good point, Dirty Dan, but let, let, let's say you have a pedophile. I don't care if it gets botched and they have to punish, screw them, you know? Well, give them the, the, the botched chemical cocktail and then, hang them so they're on their tiptoes straining and then shoot them but i think drawn and quartered is the best option here they need animal therapy that is a good one on uh, moving on to june on june 24th the surfside condominium building collapsed a 12-story condominium apartment building in surfside florida uh, partially collapsed at uh, the official end of the search on july 23rd the uh, death toll was 97 with one uh, further person unaccounted for and i know there's a lot of uh, red flags hanging around that one the condominium collapse because oh, yeah. didn't uh what was the guy the uh, crazy guy uh john mcafee did didn't he have an apartment at that condominium I don't allegedly know. allegedly had a, a address at the at the uh apartment building well, I didn't. All right, hold yeah, on a minute. Is he still alive? Because I'm, I'm lost. We were talking about killing pedophiles earlier. Has yeah. that pedophile been killed yet? I don't think he is alive from okay. what I have researched and dug into. Okay. I, um, I also. Um, Ludic, uh, let's see. Somebody commented yes that he is still alive. Uh, well, I hope not, but so. it's possible. No, no. That was a yes to him allegedly having an oh, apartment there. Okay. Oh. Got you. Got um, you. Okay. I am also curious because. All of a sudden, that shit disappeared. They have 12, uh, 12 other buildings that were condemned after this one fell because of the same builder in the same situation. And I can't find anything on it anymore. It's just all gone. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they to hide the that. yeah they, they sealed the whole file again. I had read that on John McAfee that they did seal his file as well. Uh, you know, I mean, that's... You read up on him and you get really angry, you know, some of the stuff that, that he did and got away with. I I was obviously confused. Like, that that's something I deep dived into last year and was told there wasn't a whole lot of information on what he was and what he done. And there is. Actually, there's a lot of video evidence and, and audio evidence and picture evidence, and he was a monster. And, he was uh, a sick fuck. Yeah, and and... and you know, touted as a hero at some point, somehow, I never could understand. But uh, Because of his antivirus software. 
I mean, I don't know that justifies what he done, but like that was one, that was a rabbit hole I went down that I swiftly jumped out of. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. On uh, June 29th, recreational cannabis became legal in New Mexico. Are you doing this on purpose? No, no. This is just stuff that... those events to talk about? No. These are things that I had not heard of. You know, and I was, I, 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 I thought other people may have not heard of these. So, well, I, the lie detector results came back. You failed. In, um, in fairness, I mean, if you're talking about large impacts in 2021, any state where we are gaining back the ability to research and use uh, marijuana and THC at any level, or we're being able to use psilocybin mushrooms at any level, mm-hmm. and we're looking at drugs that are actually beneficial to mankind and being able to use them as p- opposed to big pharmaceutically produced chemicals, that's a big win. Yeah. So you know, any any state that's making that move forward as small as it may seem, that's probably one of the most important things in 2021. Well, and, and when I was putting this together on Friday um, – I had no idea that uh, Virginia, you could they have uh, recreational it's use free of, rain over there of uh, yeah. uh, cannabis. I did not know that the most communist you state know. in the United States of America, yeah. and it is somehow and, marijuana is free rain. And uh, despite from, all that, from from where the studio is at, we're like less than an hour away from Virginia. I had no clue. But, but DC, so uh, back in what 2018, 17, 17, when a hurricane hit. And we went to stay with some people in Virginia because um, we were in North Carolina at the time. Uh, we drove to D.C. because they weren't but an hour away. And, like, you could order weed on an app. I did. What was the name of the app? I, I don't remember. Oh. I don't. Loud delivery. So, it, but it was recreationally, I'm oh, sorry. It you're, was recreationally legal in D.C. Yeah. So, yeah, in D.C., um, I also have um, recently unpacked all of a lot of very old books that I was gifted. Like, I have uh, the delineation of men from the 1800s. It was written. Um, And there was this uh, science book. Leafly? Leafly. Um, There was this, um, it was like a, the Britannica like year in review from the eighties and I'll have to, I'll have to find which book it was in particular, but the snippet about the science and technological advances from the eighties was talking about um, the, what is it? Is it the the R it's the R MRNA DNA yeah, the, altercation. Uh, I just found it interesting. Like Moderna. I opened it up and I was like, Hmm. Moderna. Mm-hmm. I, don't, yeah. I don't have my phone on me, but the guy that developed uh, a lot of the de- delivery system for that uh, MRNA uh, vaccine and, and a lot of that is uh, he, he's been working with it since the, the AIDS virus in, in the eighties. And uh, they have shut him down and completely silenced him. But he has some really good information out on that delivery system and how it's not technically being used. And he has no, uh, you know, he he doesn't have any financial investment in it. I wish I could remember his name. I can't think of it for the life of me. But I think they Darnell? him. Huh? Darnell? It could it, be. Was it the one on Joe Rogan's podcast? He he could have been. Yeah. They just kicked him off Twitter. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, on July 29th, Trevor Milton, the billionaire and founder of uh, Nikola Electric Truck Startup, is indicted on three counts of fraud. On August 29th, Hurricane Ida makes landfall at 11.55 a.m. in Louisiana on the 16th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. Uh, let's see. Going up to September. Uh, on September 16th, Inspiration4 launched SpaceX to become the first civilian space flight carrying four-person crew on a three-day orbit of the Earth. Real space flight. Not Jeff Bezos' dick-shaped <laughs> rocket and okay. old rich British man. I was waiting on that. Well, his is actually coming up as well. On October 3rd, a massive oil spill occurred off the coast of Huntington Beach, California, prompting many beach closures and washing up dead birds and fish. What's your guys – I mean, we're going to have to do our planet better. I mean, we're going to – I mean, because, you know, if we want it to last our children and our children's children, we're going to have to start doing stuff better. All I'm going to say is Interland Pipeline, not by ship. I work in the pipeline industry. I'm be honest with you. It, if, if done correctly, obviously that has to be a more sustainable and secure way. The problem I see is not – I mean, obviously there's methods we use to obtain natural resources that aren't good, but – we also have a lot of practices in place that could make it possible for us to get natural resources, do it correctly, and do it without cleanly. as and cleanly. But the the problem is that starts cutting into profits. And you know, as long as you have a Senate subcommittee meeting saying you're going to really make sure it's done right, you don't have to really make sure it's done right because there's been a lot of points in my career that that is my job is to make sure that environmentally it's done right. And a lot of times it's not because it's not uh, profit. It's not profitable to to be done right, uh, especially fracking. Oh yeah, I mean we're not. We we've we can't just abandon natural resources. It's how we make it right now. Uh, if you make it more profitable to work your way away from them, then there's the possibility we will. But right now, just outlawing it and doing it, you know, letting other countries do it any way they want to do it. Let them wreck the environment and hold us to a certain standard, and and our company still profiting off of them wrecking the environment. It doesn't work, and and that has to change. And we have some yeah. great comments, too, coming in. To address from- Dax right there, I've been reading up on this from Fukushima. It is 23 million gallons of tainted water that they're going to be dumping back 1,500 miles off the coast of the ocean. Yeah, I mean, 23 million gallons. That doesn't sound too smart for Japan. I mean, they're a pretty smart uh, group of people. Why would and, and they eat a lot of fish and sushi. Why would they dump it out? Look, looks like they would take it farther. Well, it, it's it's a matter of half life. It's a matter of what portion of it they're disposing of. Also, it's a matter of just not having an option. You, you, a lot of their issue there has got them to a point to where there is no good option on what they can do. I, I'm not completely a opposed to nuclear i'm i'm opposed to old styles of nuclear that we didn't know enough about to work with and i don't think we're anywhere near ready to go into a nuclear age right now but it doesn't mean it's not possible down the road it just we'd have to change <clears throat> you okay bless you oh, sorry 
Bless you. My voice is going again. On uh, October 6th, uh, and we talked about this one on the show, Case Breakers, a group of former law enforcement individuals, claimed to have identified the Zodiac Killer as Gary Francis Post, an individual who died in 2018. I totally disagree with that. It was Arthur Lee Allen. That was just my opinion. I have a comment back to finish before you cut me off there. With Sorry. What Justin said about nuclear. Well, Justin coughed. He's yeah. the one cut you off. Don't blame me. Sorry, Dan. No, you kept going. Um, is that like the, the nuclear has a bad rap from like disasters and that hides all. I used to, I lived next to a nuclear power plant for many years and they somehow paid off every year millions and millions of dollars to not have their license stripped because they were fined $25 million, $26 million almost annually for illegal dumping into the local river that flowed behind them where they pulled the water for the cooling tower. Nobody knows about that. It, How many other ones are like that? Oh, no doubt. You would be surprised uh, some of the stuff that companies and governments do that people don't know about. Exelon uh, Energy yeah, like is moon. one of the dirtiest companies I have ever ever dove into well, uh, some of the things as as far as government entities i have saw firsthand and some of the stuff is laughable makes no sense um but you would really be surprised um we're still in october and on october 13th the true pioneer in uh, space tourism star trek actor william shatner becomes the oldest person into space at age 90 on board the blue origin ns-18 launch from texas no, he, he, he became the oldest person to go on a waitlist descent for, for a minute and a half is what he did. You, you tell him, Dan. If he wanted to go, he should have called Elon. You he know I just Elon worded it. Because <laughs> Elon could have put him into orbit, not done what they do with a C-141 star lizard to train astronauts and go up as high as have a waitlessness for 90 seconds. No. You know I just Fuck. worded it that way just to aggravate you, don't you? I'm aware. <laughs> you triggered it. Uh that <laughs> Let's see. Going up to November, uh, November 24th, NASA launched the double asteroid redirection test known as DART, the first attempt to deflect an asteroid for the purpose of learning how to protect Earth. And somebody mentioned in the comments earlier the uh, new movie on Netflix. Uh, don't look don't up. Look up. Uh, that's the best movie I've ever seen. Oh, in my life. that's, I mean, and that's. I need to watch this. You I have, have to not watched it. inside job. I've. It no, is. I need to watch this There's movie There's four first. more episodes. Yeah, Just, but this is a movie. Just, this is, like, it's not a serious anything. No. It is it, it is a satire piece. It is a reflection of the public. I think you'll really enjoy it. I thought it was phenomenal. Like, I mean, it, not in the way that, okay, I'm going to watch this 40 times over. I just thought the ideal and the way it pre presented, I, I loved it. Oh, yeah. uh, and and, and the, the eye-openingness of it from what yes. I've, like, they've been yes. telling. I, I have cliff notes, yes. but yeah. I mean, and, and, and it's, to me, I mean, the way people are acting in that movie, You've got government officials that are doing this in real life. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's and it's just utterly ridiculous. And, and they're not; they attack a lot of very important people right now, um, and they're not shy about it at, no. at all. And they're equal opportunity offenders. I, I mean it it, uh, it it. I guess there's a sadness to it because there's a certain element of fact to it, and, uh, but it is a good movie. <laughs> Yes, and uh, uh, beautifully calm said, uh, like, why did the general charge her for water and chips when it's free at the White House? That, just that whole scene cracked me up. That 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 was hilarious. 
Uh, let's see. On November 20th, let's see, I already read that one. Moving up to December, uh, December 10th. A late-season tornado outbreak occurred in southern and the midwestern United States, causing major damage and killing at least 94 people. And we had a major effect there uh, of that here in the Bluegrass State, uh, especially western Kentucky and so forth. They're still um, still dealing with that. And uh, just a few days ago, December 31st, Betty White passed away at age 99. And again, she lived through 24 leap years. She's officially over 100. And those are just some of the things that I had not heard of in 2021, kind of a year interview. I also have another list uh, of things we learned about aliens and UFOs in 2021. We may share that for just uh, maybe a future show or maybe later on in this show. Uh, Rebecca, last week, you and Dirty Dan wanted me to pull some clips. I have put a clip together. Uh, from Here to Chew Bubblegum, the first show and the second show. I am going to uh, play that now, and we can talk over this. Uh, feel free. Uh, we can we can talk over this clip, and um, here it goes. This is a clip from episode one and two of Here to Chew Bubblegum. You're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. Recorded from a secret location in the city that moves mountains. Yes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to here to chewbubblegum.com. I am your host, Goose. This is our first show. We have some exciting things planned for you throughout the show. We hope that you'll be a weekly listener after this first show. You can always give us some feedback. Uh, be sure to check out our website, here to chewbubblegum.com. You can email us at here to chewbubblegum at yahoo.com. You can also call or text us or leave us a voicemail at area code 606 373 3396. That's area code 606 373 3396. Okay. I like how you said welcome to here to chewbubblegum.com. That was cute. Well, um, you know, and the music that you heard, that was the old intro music that is now the intro music that we use on the midweek moment. Um, Yeah. And I was trying to do my radio voice, trying to be all professional. And, you know, uh, then I'm like, "Ah," you know, I mean, I know that. Look, you already had an email address, which uh-huh. I didn't have in my first episode, a phone number, <laughs> messages. You knew what you were doing. I would have to say probably the first episode I ever put up on Talk Junkie was my best, one of my best. Uh-huh. But it wasn't my first episode. My first episode wasn't that clean well, and sound that good. Even though it may not sound like it in that clip, I put about three weeks to work putting everything together before I actually recorded the first show. And why are you laughing, Dirty Dan? You're just so adorable, Goose. (laughs) No, you were prepared, though. That was, that's awesome. You know, and, you know, and and it does, you know, we had somebody comment last week. I am going to leave those up because it does show growth and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it shows how the show has grown. Now, uh, has grew. We're uh, about grown, grown. (laughs) Grew, grown, you know what I mean. Uh, it aged. Very big. It's going to be very big. You're going to be so, very proud. Uh, we're about 55 seconds in. I'll play a little bit more of it again. This is clips from Here to Chew Bubblegum episode one and two. Again, my name is Goose, and I want to thank you once again for being here for our pilot show. Given a brief update on the week, 
This week has been very, very busy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to... I don't... I have no clue why it started over like that. Oh, okay. It started over because it's a clip from the second episode. Okay. Here to chew bubblegum. My name is Goose. Thanks for being here. I want to start off by saying a special thank you to all of our show listeners uh, and thanks to listeners in the United Kingdom, Ireland, and the Philippines. This is kind of impressive. And as of nine thirty this morning, thank you to listeners in Singapore. Again, you are listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. Uh, you can. Li- now I'm, I'm going to stop that for a second because our 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 second show, and we had listeners in those countries. Now, as of now. Uh, Right now, I'm looking at it. We have listeners in the United States, Germany, Australia, Canada, Finland, United Kingdom, Ukraine, New Zealand, Brazil, Israel, Ireland, India, Italy, Philippines, Singapore, Nigeria, Indonesia, France, Norway, South Africa, Poland, Panama, Switzerland, Sudan, and recently, a couple of weeks ago, we've added the uh, Dominican Republic. But, you know, on the second show, we had those listeners from those different countries. Yes, Rebecca. I was just cheering. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Listen to our show uh, by going to anchor.fm slash here to chew bubblegum, or you can listen to us on the following platforms. We're on Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, uh, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. We will be adding more platforms very soon. You can also listen to the show by going to our website, heretochewbubblegum.com, and clicking on the Listen to the Show link. That's exactly right. If you have any show questions, ideas, or you want to be a guest on the show. You tell them, Goose. It's simple. All you've got to do is shoot me an email, goose at heretochewbubblegum.com. Goose, that's spelled G-O-O-S-E, at heretochewbubblegum.com. We're going to start out the show this week by talking about time travel. How do we know that time travel is possible? Well, more than 100 years ago, Albert Einstein came up with an idea about time travel. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I feel like we're listening to him recite Wikipedia. I well, know it's and, well, no, and and it, look, and, and like I told you, how much growth you've had. Well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 really impressive to see. Well, you should be proud of well, you. Thank you very much. You know, and I, and I think it was like episode five when Cronkite joined us, and you know, I mean, it, we just took off because, like I even said last week, it was just me sitting in a room. I had a bunch of papers in front of me, some stuff I would read about, some stuff I would just you know uh, go from memory. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was very well prepared. You know, uh, I should have had somebody else deliver it and I should have recorded and put everything together. But, you know, and, and, and we and I'll be honest, that's the first time I've listened to those episodes since they have been posted, because every time we record a show, I edit it. Um, I listen to it. I post it. It drops. I listen to it. Uh, but, you know, uh, so, and that's why I kind of have cringe moments listening back at some of those. So. I hate listening to my shit back. Like I like to be honest, like I very rarely watch. Like I'm here for it. Why right. do I need to watch it again? Well, you know what I mean? Unless it's for like editing, yeah, like I don't. Yeah. Well, I I I listen back just to make sure and I do the radio shows the same way. 
just to make sure. TikToks for an hour at a time, but heaven oh, because you can't pause them yes, when you you're can. adding text. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Bet I'll show you. After. Okay, bet, motherfucker. <laughs> no, no, don't touch anything. You're not allowed to touch things. We're not going to do this. We're doing this right now. No, 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 no. And uh, so you know, um, again, that's right. some. This, this has got a few seconds left. Uh, let me finish this out here. And how it could work. He called it relativity. His theory says that time and space are linked together. Einstein also said that our universe has a speed limit. Nothing can travel faster than the speed of light. What does this mean for time travel? According to his theory, the faster you travel, the slower you experience time. That's right. Scientists have done and continue to do experiments to show that this is true. Some of the following stories that we're going to talk about are some of my favorite. Some of them may have been proven to be hoaxes, but uh, I still think that they're interesting. Um, man, that was painful. That that was painful. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. If it had kept going on like that with just me, I probably would have stopped a long time ago. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, well, I you mean, really just, need to go back and listen to some old talk junkies. I'm well, dude, you're that. Dude, you're – yes, sir. With this, you're not hearing – rumble strips in the background that i assume to be an 18 wheeler and then justin goes no it was probably me driving off the road yeah man but still you know i mean (laughs) one of the things and 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 you guys know this firsthand from the equipment that i sent home with you when you came up and then i mailed to you i'm really particular on having that good sound i have to have that good sound you know i mean yeah you know if he doesn't get an email a week about the sound quality goose gets a little ducky well all right, asshole, listen to this. When we put in for Pandora, one of the things that they commented on was our sound quality was excellent. So, <laughs> you know, I have had people that we email the radio shows to, they've commented, this sound quality sounds like you came in a studio and recorded it. So, you know. Well, you're in Bunker Studios. Exactly. But they were talking about their professional radio studio. So, you know. Who's to say we're not professional? <laughs> Nobody. Semantics. We're all professional. So uh, professional uh, jackasses. <laughs> yeah, I could go for that. But uh, for yourself. But uh, again, that was clips from uh, episode uh, three and four. I may, and I have another one. I, I I may play it during break and so forth. If it's cool with you guys, we'll go ahead and just jump right into segment two and start with you, Rebecca. Do you have a story for us this week? No. Listen, we never, she, we never, no, 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 no. She never Hold reads the emails until the morning of as we're getting set up. So okay. she doesn't know. And then when all of a sudden, listen, just because I bitched about not having a, a story slot doesn't mean that I wanted one. Well, you bitched, you got it. You're not a liberal woman. Well, you know, I have my own show. I don't need a segment. I, I, I just comment am, on whatever y'all are then talking get the hell about. Out of you. Oh, I, no, you're no, only no. here because of me. No. Yes, it is. I, am, I, I didn't say it has anything to do with me. I am going to be totally this honest. This is why we can't be together. When uh, <laughs> when when you told me that a few months ago, and you asked about, well, I, I don't get a spot for a story. I felt really bad. I felt, you know what? She's right. She's part of the team. She deserves her time and her slot for the story. So, uh, because it did make me feel bad. So, <laughs> Dirty Dan, what do you have? I don't ever, I don't come, I very, I, my best work comes when I just fly by the seat of my pants. 
No, it doesn't. Okay. Uh, Dirty Dan, what do you I have? I do have stories for Antarctica, though. Okay. Well, hold on to those because I am busting at the seams to get that episode out there. Oh, no, I've been chomping at the bit. So, uh, Dirty Dan, what do you have for us this week? All the stories she hasn't said she will make up for and then some in Antarctica. Okay, so. good, good. It's going to be a 17-part episode and it's going to be nine hours long. I, also, I feel like you never have time for my stories because he has to read 19 chapters. Uh, see, that's up to him. You know, sometimes I read, sometimes I paraphrase or just go through. So, so this one is called the Shadow Government Conspiracy, and where does it come from? The Shadow Government. Mm-hmm. In the UFO community, much like in the conspiracy world, the term Shadow Government is one of the most uh, is one that most of us are familiar with. However, it is also a term that very likely means different things to each one of us. Furthermore, it is often used interchangeably, including by ourselves, to refer to anything from secret departments in any number of countries' governments to alleged shadowy uh, cabals, be them political, military, or purely people of great influence, who control the workings of the entire planet from undisclosed, often hidden in plain sight locations. Isn't that a cool picture? Yeah, do you want to show it? Goose. Oh, that's pretty cool. As such, then, pinpointing the realities, truths, and disinformation of such groups is by the very nature of the charge almost impossible. And once again, considering the mammoth task of unraveling such an enigma, such findings would take up volumes upon volumes, not to mention a lifetime to achieve. Needless to say, that what we will do here is an attempt to give a Reader's Digest overview of these apparent secretive and potentially deadly group going-ons. Just go! I wanted to see what it said. I'm answering for you so and that you can continue. See. Oh, my God. It's like we never In the do background this. of everyday life. We should also remember, however, that such notations may or may not be true. Several well-known conspiracy writers have ultimately met, and at least to some extremely suspicious ends, following their research and apparent proof of these inner workings of the uh, secret cabal that oversees the world's events. For example... We have examined uh, before the claims of Octopus made by Danny uh, Casolaro. We've also examined the apparent alternative claims of events in the Gemstone Files. Um, the, the, the next part is titled, The Real Menace is the Invisible Government. Many of us certainly in the contemporary age of the 2000s might think of the David Ick when the subject of a cabalic world government is brought up. And that is understandable. It certainly has taken the notion forward, whether in his claims of reptilian overlords, explanations behind the death of Diana, or with his exceptional breakdown of the Twin Tower attacks. However, uh, many others had highlighted such a potentially secretive group of influential people previously. We've already mentioned the world of Danny Casolaro, for example, the claims of the octopus and the worldwide event control. But in his book, God's Name, David Yollop demonstrated intricately the connections between P2 Lodge and the Vatican. And from there, their influence on the world events in places in Europe and as far away as South America. Stephen Knight demonstrated an equally astonishing set of connections between secret societies and almost all aspects of British government, industry, finance, and public service sectors in his best-selling book, The Brotherhood. And in fact, Knight had demonstrated a similar set of connections in the previous book, Jack the Ripper, The Final Solution. Uh, if his findings are correct, he reveals one of the biggest cover-ups in all of history. Even as far back as the 1920s, John Hyland, the mayor of New York, and certainly a person of high office and authority, would later state that 
the real menace of a republic is the invisible government, which is like a giant octopus sprawled its slimy legs over us, our city, states, and nation. Um, in short, as many, as much as many people scoff and cry conspiracy theorists at those who bring up such a possibility of a shadowy cabal ruling all aspects of society, the amount of uh, evidence to support these claims is truly astounding. The idea of ru a ruling elite would appear to have been common knowledge, at least to some of the outside of it, for quite some time throughout history. Um, as well as the aforementioned John Highland, the, uh, for example, one-time United States President Theodore Roosevelt, uh, political party would make a claim of an invisible government, one with no allegiance or acknowledged responsibility to anyone but themselves. Even before Orwell's famous fictional book, 1984, Edward uh, Bernays would write in a book called Propaganda in 1928 how the manipulation of habits and opinions was one of the keys to a democratic society. Furthermore, those who manipulate such public feelings are the true ruling power, and he would go on to, to be quoted saying, we are governed, our minds are molded, our tastes are formed, our ideas suggested largely by men whom we have never heard of. Indeed, one of the crucial aspects of a shadow government is that those who pull the strings must be content to do so in anonymity. I cannot say that word. Anonymity. Yeah. This, as Stephen Knight suggests in the previously mentioned Brotherhood, is where the true power lies. Such a notion seemingly underlies the conspiracies around a supposed Fourth Reich, which contended that many high-ranking Nazis and members of the Third Reich in Hitler's Germany had fled Europe following the war. They would eventually settle in the United States, either through sympathizers to their ideology or as part of Operation Paperclip. We have examined previously uh, if Hitler himself might have been one of those who escaped the tatters of Europe in the final days of the war. As preposterous as the idea is to some, circumstantial, circumstantial evidence is convincing, to say the least. Of course, Hitler, if we accept those theories as fact for a moment, would arrive in Patagonia, Argentina, as opposed to the United States, However, according to declassified FBI documents now, the American authorities were aware of his apparent arrival in South America. How much more they might know is still very unknown today uh, and very much open to debate. This is an interesting notion, not at least perhaps due to many of the MK Ultra mind control programs, as well as the genetic experiments that seemingly continued in America where the Nazis left off. There is certainly a world of difference between the United States and Nazi Germany. There is, however, sufficient and circumstantial evidence that many from the Nazi regime were allowed to continue their work in the West, as opposed to their minds being utilized by the Soviet regime in the Cold War following World War II. Um, the 20th centuries and the two world wars that still scarred did not only provide fertile ground for opportunists to change, but there was also many researchers who believed that the conflicts, if not outright set up, were certainly encouraged from the sideline. Um, the intelligence agencies like the CIA and eventual NSA have their roots in those activities of American diplomats operating and seemingly influencing those events from Switzerland in the years during and between the wars. And when the claims of such people or groups of people, indeed like a cabal, uh, of funding both sides and inflaming political emotions and uprisings in nations where it benefited them at the time and their interests are taken into account, it's easy to see why there's such distrust and suspicion that stems from it. And even today, in our modern political and social climate, the last statement isn't that much of a stretch of imagination. So uh, before I make a comment there, I want to comment uh, uh, Jack's 
uh, 21, 26. The Vatican is full of dirty secrets. I totally agree with that. I would love to be in the Vatican's basement just to see what all they have that uh, there yeah. in that basement. Um, also, why did it? Why did it close suddenly last week? I didn't. I, did it close? I wasn't. I hadn't heard like that. Sealed off, guarded. No one coming in or out. No windows open. No nothing. Mm. No um, real quick, I, I I will tell you a funny story. Um, years ago, I went for a job interview, and the guy that was given the interview, and this is a hundred percent true, legit story. Uh, after the interview, which went really good, he uh, we were talking uh, about uh, religion and so forth, and I told him I said I was spiritual, very spiritual, and I. Uh, said the Cherokee Indian quote, you know, uh, religion is for people who are scared to go to hell. Spirituality is for people who've already been there. And I told him that meant so much to me and that I really, you know, that just, that, that was more than words. That's how I really felt inside. And uh, he said, yeah, I don't go to church, you know, locally around here either, uh, you know, because of, of hypocrites and so forth. And that got us on talking about religion. And I made the comment, and I said, uh, "Catholics are the most corrupt is the most corrupt religion, in my opinion, that there is." And I said, "I don't fully." Catholic, I will back that up. And uh, I said, "I don't fully understand how you can just go out and do whatever you want, and then you go say to a priest, I did this, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, and you know, then you're forgiven.'" And the guy looked at me, and he said, uh, "I'm a practicing Catholic." I said, "Oh, okay." And uh, he didn't. You forgot, you forgot one important thing there, Goose. What's that? Put half your paycheck in the basket on Sunday too. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. definitely. And uh, he really didn't say anything about that. Um, I didn't get that job either. So <laughs> I'm sure it was unrelated. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. You were talking about the shadow government. Where do you guys think the first shadow government began? I'm going to take a shot in the dark, and I'm going to say it was a few years or months prior to Abraham Lincoln being assassinated. I think that it was probably what sparked them coming over here and being the founding fathers. You mean that there was like people behind the scenes financing the founding fathers and stuff to break free from England? Yes. That's, that's a good thought. What about you, Rebecca? I think it goes, I think it goes all the way back to like the original Knights Templar and like when that got hijacked, like 11, what was it? 11, 13. Yeah. 13, 11. I can't remember the year, the numbers, but yeah, with like all the, like all the, like from the beginning, from the beginning, whenever there's like, there's always, there's always dark. I mean, there's always been shadow governments. There's always, it's been a thing. Like that's, that's why we're in this fucking mess. Do you think that uh, – um, what about you, Justin? What's your thoughts? I, I think probably my definition of what I think shadow government is might be <clears throat> different than – you know, everybody has a different interpretation of it. I, uh, I don't – you know, the United States government was really founded a- against religious oppression, and, and so I think it changed a lot <clears throat> from what it become, but I think what – the only thing that I would consider in realm of what you're talking about being a shadow government probably come through about the time of the military-industrial complex kind of becoming big and, and right around uh, beginning of World War One into World War II. Um, I, to me, shadow government is just the 
the, the group of people that financially can make changes in the way we are governed based on their profits. And, and I would say more modern organizations. Yeah. And not to plug the movie Don't Look Up Again, but in that there's a shadow government figure yeah. that pretty much tells the president what they're going to do. You know, and it's a stupid, stupid idea. And uh, do you think that a lot of the old folks in U.S. politics, some of the powerhouses, the Bushes, the, the uh, you know, older ones, did you think those families are dying off? But do you think newer people are coming up that are even more evil, that are taking their place? Or do you think it's kind of, you know, coming to an end of the shadow so government? Those people, those people aren't that important. George Bush, first of all, George W. is nowhere near as significant as Cheney. Cheney's more significant because of Halliburton. Those families don't mean anything. The Clintons don't mean anything. Their their, their money means something, and, and their influence means something. It's possible to be governed without that influence, but laws would have to be changed. You know, Things would have to be made differently, and people don't really have the interest in that to do that. But I don't think that those people are all that important or valuable. Just their money is you know and and what they can buy what influence they can buy with that money they bought a war in iraq like you know some people would sit and go well you know that's just a complete conspiracy theory to say that anybody has any control over the government well why did we go to iraq then if because the senators didn't want to do it and the congressmen didn't want to do it and the people didn't want to do it and we weren't at war with him he didn't bomb us on september the 11th it, you know someone else did it it it, it, those people don't matter as much as their interests. And Halliburton, man, did they clean up on the first Iraq war. I mean, it was oh, an investment. Yeah. They yeah. invested, and, and they come out smelling like a rose. Yeah, they did. You know, plus Dick Cheney is, is not really that good of a shot. He shoots people in the face. No, unfortunately not himself, but others. <laughs> There's also a Stargate in Iraq. I mean, it's just. That that article is fascinating. I mean that, and you researched that. that you, and you you know about the Stargate. That I, we I know, like to, to to not be facetious. I know what you guys are referencing. Right. Do I believe that? No, but yeah, okay. I do know that it's right. what you're talking. Here about. is the thing, my friend, and I have to send you some links. You can research that and then trace back. And I and I've actually did that before. Trace back the how it got to where it was at. Okay, but let's. If we got time, let's play devil's advocate. Okay. okay, it is there. All right. What has it ever done to show us that it's there? What has it ever done? What What proof is there in any way, shape, or form? I don't mean like theoretical proof of, of somebody has seen it, their statements. I mean actually where is there proof that, one, this technology is possible, two, that it's even if it were possible that, we would have the ability to harness it, and three, that it it is here. Because, like, to me, you take the just the sheer amazing history of Mesopotamia, that is, and that whole region, and Iraq, and what Iraq is, like in reference to what everybody likes to talk about, um, <clears throat> uh, Hitler always talking about the Aryan you know, this Aryan nation, that, that word actually has nothing to do with white people or anything. That that actually comes from Iraq and that's actually people of Middle Eastern descent. There's so much great history and stuff there. And, and that's why 90% of my emails that I don't answer on Talk Junkie are about one of two things, COVID, because you're not allowed to talk about COVID because they'll take you off. Oh yeah. Yeah. And ancient aliens and, and that show, because I've had back 
years back with a pretty notable person had some pretty big battles kind of guess like online going back and forth about that it is that embracing of something like this stargate instead of an embracing of actual history and information that confuses me and feels like it gets us stuck in this rut to where we don't progress so maybe there's something i'm missing as far as it goes but we're what is it? What's what's this information that can even put the possibility of this Stargate one existing and two being there? Rebecca, go ahead. Uh, I think I, I honestly think that with all of it, and I would love to know. Like you and I need to have a conversation at some point. Like that would like I would like to have a conversation with you. But um, <clears throat> I think as far as like the like any proof or knowing that they're there, I mean, it go- oh god, it ties into everything. We're not gonna have enough time. Reader's Digest version. How do I do this? Well, that's not and and in fair, like and that it, is an unfair question to ask because I understand there's a lot of intricacies to that. There, there is, and I think the most important thing to to pull away from this is the fact that you can't find information on it, right? Like it's hard to do research on that. So let's pretend that all of it does exist, right? And it is real. So there's that power that it's keeping from us. And, you know, with, with the, you know, Egyptians and the pyramids and all of the history, I feel that the history of those cultures and those civilizations is so drastically important to those locations and why we're so hard up to try and change their culture and change their religion and hide certain things and, and write history as though they're the enemy because they're trying to hide that true power and that true potential. Did that make sense? I, I mean, I, I get what you're I saying. I rambled a little like, bit. No, you're I, I, I just, those, those, it's like, the statement, and I've been, I've said it myself because it's easy for me to, to kind of look at things and, and, and kind of take it at face value. You know, we could never build the pyramids. Well, yeah, we could, and we could do it a lot quicker than they did and a lot easier. And now, especially with the, the new French study, we've got a pretty good idea of, of how they done it. And it just, you know, and when you get into stuff like, especially on YouTube, Let's take the History Channel. History Channel is a good example, all right? In the 90s, I could watch, what was it, In Search of History? Yeah. And they would tell me, they would they would sit down and go, okay, look at this ancient civilization, and this could possibly be how we got to this point and how they did this or, or this knowledge they knew, whether it be Greek fire or the building of the pyramids and stuff. And now we've transitioned to where, and, and, and I know this, you all probably have no idea what's going on because you don't get the emails I get, but... David Childers and, 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 and Eric Von Donegan, there's no two people in this world that I may have less respect for to ever live. But, you know, now they've turned this whole culture around of, of obviously humans weren't smart enough to build these pyramids. The aliens had to do it. I don't think it's a bad idea to look at that and go, hold on, is that a possibility? Is that there? But you can't abandon what knowledge we have based on that. And it seems like we just do that with a lot of stuff. And it seems like so much of that stuff, because my biggest passion in life is ancient civilizations. Like I'm from Gobekli Tepe to flood origin stories. Uh, that That's where my passion lies. That's what I'm in love with. And it's like it went from a situation to where in 
late 80s, early 90s, even going into the 2000s, it was seriously looked at and people built careers off of it and and pursuits were made. And I mean, you had obstacles like the antiquities groups in, in Egypt who were holding everybody back. You had things that you had to fight against, but the pure pursuit was there. And now it's like it's abandoned for fantasy. And and you get into Mesopotamia and Iraq, who might be one of the most important, definitely Samaria, one of the, the most important civilizations of all time. And you lose a lot of the the pure knowledge that we had in pursuit of something that I, I don't I don't understand. Like I, I don't get why we're we're chasing. Uh, to answer a question somebody posted really quick, uh, Jax, uh, he asked about the Stargate. Yes, you can, and I would say normally duck, duck, go, but uh, from what I've thought and what I think kind of right now, Google bought that. So yep. any search engine you want, just search Iraqi Stargate program. Uh, look at the people that are connected. Take some of those names and research some of those names individually. That's how I became familiar with it because I looked at some of the people and I cannot remember the person's name. There is one of the persons that was listed that was tied in at one time to the, and I cannot think of the correct name of the department, but the military has a department where if you're going to do a movie or TV show, I think it's the Department of Military Intelligence, like movie TV division. You know, they were on, uh, they've been on several different movies. When you talk about the military, they'll Tell your actors, kind of like a technical advisor, how to do certain things and so forth. And one of those names was connected to that. I have those saved in emails. I will send you it's some of that. I will definitely send you that. So but just some of those connections is what made me think it was possible and there could be more to it. Because sometimes life imitates art. Well, I mean, it could just be so. over my head. Like, I just, I don't under, I really don't understand it. Like, it's... I don't see any impact that it had or that it existed or that there's any evidence. Like, it just seems to be a myth that popped up in a modern one at that. And then all of a sudden, there's not really what's information. There's just story about it. And, like, it literally could be a, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed sometimes. Like, it, it happens. Look into Joseph Campbell. Do I know who Joseph Campbell is in regards to Mormonism? In regards to the hero's journey, no, it, it, the Joseph Campbell in regards to Mormonism, the guy that made up a fake religion. I know who that is. No, no, different, different, different person. Okay, okay. My my thing with like when you're talking about Egypt and the pyramids, I was like, if they struggled to build them based on the practice they had back then, what? What indication is there that would give? Yeah, I know shit. We were just we were just bigger back then. No, um, no, I like was just laughing. And when she took a drink, she just turned around in her chair. And the the <laughs> hydrogen chamber generator that they made in the one pyramid that that had no purpose for them back then. Why because they had put? free energy, and it's just us tapping into our higher selves and aliens and gods and extra like it's all it's all source and no, that ties I, into the monomyth and Joseph that's, that's, Campbell. that's why I'm, I'm 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 playing devil's advocate here like like justin is with that in in regards to like you know with the french study recently that you know kind of shows how they could have done it what back then would have given them the the technology or um the the knowledge the know-how whatever to 
use that and harness it out of nowhere. Like that's well, I'm, it, I'm, it didn't I'm, come out of nowhere. Like it was a long process. It wasn't the first monuments built. And we know the the dating's wrong. So they had a lot longer process to do it. And I I don't like I said, I'm not saying that they I mean, maybe somebody did help them. I don't even say that that's not possible. It's just I, I don't get how we got to that point because the statements always made, well, we just we, we couldn't even do that now. We we could do that now, and, right. and then the statements made. Well, they couldn't have done that then. Well, obviously, they did do it, and and it really wasn't that big of a struggle. It, it wasn't like I mean, it was a grand, massive undertaking. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. But it wasn't until the internet and modern history that people went, "Oh, well, that wasn't possible." And that that is kind of that disconnect that worries me on how we look at things nowadays. Like. We had a basic understanding, and you you got to build off of it. There's no doubt they were wrong about stuff. And then all of a sudden, that knowledge just went away and was replaced by speculation. And speculation is right, dangerous. Like that, and that's like with ancient aliens, they took one small mom pop owned masonry company that does backyard landscaping and countertops, and asked how feasible it would be for him to cut the stone that smooth and and do all that. Well, for him, no. So yeah, when he says, you know, it would take me longer to do it than they did. Yeah, that's true because he's a small outfit with not the right tools. Yeah. So he'd have to get the tools or, or make them and adapt to that and, and, and obviously get more help and do that. So that gives, I feel an unfair view and advantage supporting that disconnect side. Yeah. You know, they didn't go out to someone who, a company who, builds grand amphitheaters or something and that's what they do giant stone buildings and foundations they took a mom and pop guy that does landscaping and and counters yeah well i want to jump in real quick and say this to anyone listening and uh this just occurred to me as you know uh we were having that discussion if anybody has a hard time following what we're saying and if you're close-minded and you're listening thank you first for giving us a chance okay to me, a starting point for this stuff being possible, and I've said time and time again, was Roswell. Because I always knew, I always felt and researched something had went on in Roswell that we were not being told the truth about. When I started researching it more and more, and then looking at the technology that came after, there is no doubt in my mind that we did capture something at Roswell, not of this earth, because the technology just boomed after that. I mean, it exploded after that. And if you're just now getting into this stuff and you're thinking, yeah, man, Stargate, that's hop, hop, you know, start with Roswell. Do some research. Do some research on stories. Do some research on technology that followed Roswell, technology that came from Roswell. I think that would be a good starting point for everyone to start at now am i saying that i believe everything that comes along no no not at all there's quite a few that i don't believe and i'll be honest i don't believe more than i actually believe but i I do believe with everything in me that something happened at roswell justin i'm done i'm really i'm buzz killed everybody (laughs) rebecca dirty dan i agree um We'll move right on and open discussion. Antarctic episode. Rebecca, who is, and Oren's going to be on with us with that, correct? Um, 
Orin and Justin Perkins, and I believe we have some callers that are going to be ready to come in. Now, hold on. Will, <laughs> Y'all uh, got to give me a heads up will, on uh, this will, uh, will, uh, will uh, you be able to make it next week? It, it, I mean, how long do we have for another debate? Because that's one I feel very strongly about. <laughs> oh, dude, oh, I feel some sort of way about like this, Like I said, too. it's going to be a 17-hour long or 17-hour long show. We might have to. Uh, we might have to start earlier. You know, and then we could break it down to a part two if we could. If you can't Three, make four, it five, in, six, you know, you can join us on Streamyard, okay, and it's Streamyard. Okay. So yeah, I can send you, you the Streamyard link. So, so we'll have Oren, uh, JP, and who else? Some people calling in and so forth. And I am very excited about that. I've got a feeling that may be a two-part show right there. I think it's going to have to be. So. Um, and then I'm also, uh, we're also touching on Antarctica um, Tuesday morning because I'm on the ship show right, right. Tuesday morning. So we're going to touch on that a little bit. And uh, then uh, our show Sunday. She she does a great, great job, like I said. And, I, and I'm sorry that I don't get to watch her. I am going to put her stuff on the website soon. I've not updated that since... Maybe October. I sorry. I apologize. Sorry, sorry. Um, that is going to. Don't you shake your finger at me. Um, uh, this will be happening next Sunday, right here. So that would be January the ninth. Ninth. So we'll get started. What time? We're not sure on the time yet. Uh, probably nine o'clock. Okay. All right. It's gonna have to be. I don't know if you heard. Sorry about the screaming. Um, oh, you're totally it's gonna fine. Have to be, I mean, early, early, early. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk, but okay. yeah, it'll All be right. next Sunday. Well, I want to plug upcoming episodes uh, coming very soon of the Midweek Moment. Uh, honestly, uh, bitching with Bertha is what we've decided. Bitching with oh, Bertha. Oh, my Bertha account went down, so I had to make another one. <laughs> I saw that. Bertha's driving. And I love the little yeah. dance that you were doing there on that. Uh, and Justin and I were talking before we started recording this morning about how many accounts, you know, you get that, that you being I'm, strung I think around. officially, like, including all the deactivated ones and the, like, active ones that I have, because I have a slew of backups, um, I think I'm up to, I think Bertha Driving was 16. Wow. So. I won't give up. I won't quit. I, it's, a, it's the principle of it now. I'm too goddamn stubborn. Good. And do not forget about cooking with Dirty Dan. Uh, Dirty Dan yesterday had let his hair down, and uh, he was going beep, beep, bop, bop. What else were you doing, Dirty Dan? Beep, boot box. The magic beep, boot box. Okay. I, I found the Mac Daddy of air fryers. It's amazing. <laughs> and and the requested juicy plump sausage. I saw that as well on TikTok. And, and just at the end, I gave it a little squeeze in the bun, and all you just see it running out. Okay. So, Bolin, um, look, Dirty Dan's uh, up on TikTok. What was your TikTok thing? Just cooking with Dirty Dan, or is it Dirty Dan? It's Thirty Dan Nine Seven Four, and he does have sausage balls. He's playing with his meat, no, just for no, you guys. Meatballs, meatballs, and sausage. Well, you're meatballs still playing with meat, man. So it doesn't matter. Yes. So yes. that that that's what the fans wanted to see you playing with meat, and I'm glad you delivered. You had meatballs. Well, I gave him balls and so, shafts. There so. you go. Oh man, uh, you want to go ahead and close out with your guys, uh, Dirty Dan? Can you stop? Oh my gosh. <laughs> So, uh, I'm waiting to hear back from the next guy. Uh, Cindy's going to work on that for me, by the way. Uh, um, so, we have Carbon Capture Shield from our very own DJ, Nikki. Uh, Carbon Capture Shield intends to transform 1 billion acres of Earth into regenerative land that restores the health of our natural environment, starting in your backyards. By restoring the biological life in the soil, 
we jumpstart the natural processes, which sequester greenhouse gases, um, break down pollutants, all while feeding, protecting your lawn from below. Uh, it's all about carbon regeneration. Uh, go check them out, lawn.carboncaptureshield.com. Reserve your VIP spot for a dollar today. Gets you a heavy discount when the products are released this year. They are cheaper than the harmful stuff on the shelves that are owned by some shady people. Help bring this, help treat this plant better, just like we were talking about earlier. And help the soil do its natural thing, restore it, make your life better. Go check them out, lawn.carboncaptureshield.com. Don't forget what Goose struggles with, Till Valhalla Project. Uh, As check them out, tillvalhallaproject.com. And go to YouTube, check out Adventures with Purpose or the website, adventureswithpurpose.com. Uh, real quick, before I start on my stuff, I want to comment. Uh, Mug Brandon commented, guys, this was hands down the best show of the year so far. Thank you very much. So well, good thing it's the first show of the year. That's exactly right. Uh, I want to thank Carlin for all the voiceover work. Don't forget to, for, to check out our friends that have their own shows. I'm talking about CK and Uncle Bill over at DeadPet.com. Talk Junkie with Justin Perkins. Also, thank you, Justin, for coming in today and being on the show. Don't forget Jordan and Brad over at uh, Down on the Holler. Seth Ambergie of Seth's Daily Podcast. Early at Early it. Elliot. I looked at Elliot and Gertie together and come up with Elliot. Elliot Guardian Beagle of the Spooky Family Podcast, the Mountain Mem- Mountain Mysteries Podcast with Chris Sloan. Don't forget about uh, PT, Snowman, and Large Marge over at Paranormal Trucker on YouTube. And don't forget about Beyond the Paranormal Podcast with John Marshall. You can check him out on Facebook. And I will be adding links to Shipwreck Show and uh, Beyond the Paranormal Podcast very soon. And be sure to awaken more with the lovely Rebecca Short on TikTok. And uh, she's also known as Queen of the Flock. Rebecca, tell us where we can find you at. Once I don't more. even just it's somewhere. I don't even know what my screen names are anymore. There's so many of them now. It's Queen Queen Flocker, Queen of the Flock, Short Shit Show, One Thirty Eight. Birth is driving. Um, we're also starting back up with our uh, Rise of the Dragons podcast as well. So I'll get you that link. All right. Good. Uh, That's going to be me and the Wicked Wolf. Good. Looking forward to checking that out. That'll do it for this week. We'll see you next week. And until then, so long for now. Maybe I'm not leaving. Maybe I'm just going home. To cuddle with Dan. (laughs) What was that, Justin? To cuddle with Dan. (laughs) You can cuddle with him after he ate what he ate today. Thanks for listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. Tune in next time as we dive deeper into things the government doesn't want us to know.